All right, so I'm pumped for this episode to listen to Mario. Mario Lopez here. And this week, I've got John Shin in studio. Now, John's an author, uh, movie producer, entrepreneur, really, and and now motivational speaker. He's just all around a real positive guy who's helped turn people's lives around all across the globe. And he's got the whole family in on the act. Anyway, he's got a new book coming out in May, which is basically the modern version of Think and Grow Rich called How Rich Asians Think which he says has the power to completely change your life. He's just a wealth of knowledge and uh, looking forward to talking to him. So let's get into it. Listen to Mario. Please welcome Mr. John Chen. How are you, sir? Fired up, man. Fired up. I, I, it's one of the things I like about you. You always got such positive, um, high energy, which which I try to exude. And I don't think it's something you can, you can fabricate. It's something that you either have uh, or you don't. But I want to dive in, John, to... Think and Grow Rich. Now, that was basically a book that came out, what, in the 30s? Yeah, actually came out. It was published in 1937. 1937. So in the middle of the Depression. Exactly. How are you going to think and grow rich when you're trying to be alive and and just survive? Right, exactly. (laughs) Who, Who wrote the book originally? So it was Napoleon Hill, who at the time was a reporter, and he began writing it, and he was commissioned by Andrew Carnegie. You know, and he asked from Mr. Carnegie Mellon. Yeah, I mean, okay. Car- well, Carnegie, the steel mogul, right? Oh, right, you know? exactly. From, yes, and yes, said, yes. Uh, yeah, and he said, what, what, um, you know, he says, uh, what, what is the secret to becoming successful? And he said, wow, he says, what a great question. He goes, you know, I'd love to, I'd like to commission you and have you go and interview some of my closest friends about what they would say. Uh, what is the secret to becoming successful? You know, and so he sent him off for 25 years where he interviewed over 500 of the biggest, you know, financial and business giants. Wait know? a second. 25 years? Why so long? I he mean, couldn't, he, he couldn't do this like over the course of a year? Yeah. I mean, well, not back <laughs> then, right? Because they didn't have the technology that we have today. You well, know? that's true. And, so, and then traveling, I think. Yeah. Traveling and yeah, right, you know, right, all over right. the country, you know. That's true. So, yeah. So it, t- so it took a minute. So wait a minute. So then this reporter got just fascinated how this man... Um, could become this mogul in a time when uh, our country was was at its lowest, at least financially speaking. Exactly. And was it a hit initially? It it was not. And and then all of a sudden it started getting some traction. And, and then all of a sudden now it's you know that book has sold almost two hundred million copies uh, wow. around the world, influencing almost a billion people. That's incredible. And you essentially wrote the uh, modern day version exactly. uh, of the book. Yeah. And how did that come to be? And and wh- was was your background in this space? Uh, you know, I mean, so, uh, you know, both my wife, Arlene, and I are entrepreneurs, you know, and we started our little business back in the early 90s. And then, you know, we read the book in 1996 and we applied all the principles to our life and when we say think and grow rich, it's just not rich financially, but it's rich in all areas of your life, right? Your relationships, your marriage, your family, just spiritually and all that kind of all stuff. All those things are yeah. priceless too. Right, so. exactly, right? And so we read it and everyone I worked with, if you were going to work with me in some capacity, it was a mandatory read. I didn't care if you're the 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 front desk girl or the mailman guy or the my attorneys or CPAs. Everybody had to read that book. And so we all got on the same page. That was our playbook, you know, and we all embraced it. And then we started growing up. And now we got a couple hundred offices around the country. We have, you know, we're in 42 states. And so that's how it began. So be- so before that, how it really began, um, are, you, are you from here originally? Where were you born? Yeah, I grew up in Glendale, California. So you grew up here, a local yeah, boy. I'm a local right guy. Right here. Uh, yeah. Son of immigrants? Yes. You know. From? From South Korea. 
Okay. And uh, my parents came here in the 60s, and we ended up right there just a few blocks away from the original Tommy's Burger. So right there in the Barrios, you know. <laughs> Wait, Glendale's the Barrios? Glendale's not no, the Barrios. No, but the Rampart District is where we were. Oh, okay, got yeah, it. Yeah, like, you know, so, yeah. yeah. And then from there, my parents, you know, saved their money, and then we moved to Glendale. And then they moved to God. up, exactly, yeah. So, wow, Southern Cali is, I learned something today, a home of the original Tommy's Burger and the original McDonald's. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right? So we yeah. own the burger, essentially, down exactly. here. Exactly. But, yeah. but, okay, so you came here, and, and uh, um, how were you as a student growing up? Uh, I was an average student, you know, but I was like, you know, taking any class that ended with an ology, yeah. you know, that ended, you know, physiology, biology just wasn't my thing. Right. Because I just, you know, I never wanted to become a doctor, you know, but as a son of an immigrant family, you know, the parents know how to lay in the guilt trip. Right. Right. You know, they always say things like we did not come to this country to screw up this opportunity. Right. I mean, you know, you, you got to go do something with your life. But it's like the traditional Asian parents, they want you to become doctors or lawyers. Right. So I didn't want to become a doctor. So I had no choice but to go to law school. So, yeah, it was interesting. So you so you ended up going to law school. Yeah. So I went to law school just to appease my parents. And, you know, you always wonder, like, why certain things, you know, and I and I, I didn't love law either. It was just not my thing. But I did it. Because I didn't want to let my parents down, yeah, right? Good because, son. Yeah, because, you know, that's their dream was to send their kids to go off to college and, you know, be somebody and yeah. be one of those two things that parents know how to, that they wanted to become. Now, the parents are living vicariously through their own children, right? Right, right. So, yeah, I did that. But then it was not my thing. I wonder, why am I here? Like, what is this real purpose? And the purpose is, that's where I met my wife. Right. Oh, you know? at, at, at school or in yeah, law school? In, or? in law school. Yeah. So oh. I met her there and then we fell So in she's love. smart too. Yeah. You know, and she married me. So I mean, oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, oh, you got, you got uh, jokes. Yeah. No, no, <laughs> you no, got no. Jokes. But uh, no, but I mean, yeah. it was love at first sight. You know, when you know, right. you know, right? Right. And, and yeah, because you have what? Four kids? We have four kids good, now. Good you know, you. boy, girl, boy, girl. And the, I, what I love too about your family is, is everyone's uh, in the business too. Yes. I love all the families staying in the business. And, yeah. Okay. Keep the family. Family, keep That's the right. money within the family. Yeah, exactly. You know <laughs> which I mean? is so, which yeah. is great. Yeah, no, exactly. it's great. Okay, so you met. Go on. So we, you know, and they say when you know, you know. And after about three months of just dating, you know, I proposed to her. Wow, and three months. Yeah, that was a quick courtship. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I closed her basically, you know, and, and so I mean, <laughs> I, mean I got down on my deal. knees. Yeah, and I, I said, hey, I said, hey, would you want to marry me on August thirteenth or August twentieth? What day works for you? Romantic. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? It's like pick one or the other. You know, it was business. You know, and so right. <laughs> she said, uh, no, I'm busy on August twentieth, and I'm like, no, no problem. August thirteenth, it is. And uh, she showed up with a pretty large, you know, posse, you know, her, her <laughs> tribe. It's like 1,500 people. What? Yeah. We had almost 2,000 people at our wedding. Oh, come on. Yeah. It was enormous. Wait, where'd you hold it? At a stadium? Uh, we were here in Glendale. Yeah. We, I mean, <laughs> I mean, and uh, we've been married. This year will be our 25th anniversary. Oh, congratulations. Yeah. So we'll finally pay off our wedding. You know, right. So it'll be <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's yeah, a big one. Yeah. Wow. So, and, and you also work with your wife, right? Yes. So, so we, okay. So, so you met and clearly uh, it, it's worked out 25 years later and four kids. But when did you start working together? Or so you're in law school, and then what happened after that? Yeah, so in, 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 in about 1994, she decided to start her own business in the financial industry. Mm. And so I said, great. I said, go check it out. You know, see how you do. And that first year, she made, you know, 250000 back then. 
So that was a no brainer. I mean, I quit my job and started working with her. So by 1995, we're now a, you know, a partnership and we're working together and just loved every moment of it. You wow. Know, just, and, and when did, when did, um, this book, uh, become a part of your life? So, uh, in 1996, our mentors, you know, gave us the book and said, read this, you know, and, and, uh, you know, we just, it, we didn't, I'm not a, a, a big reader, you know, I, mean, I hate reading. I just like, you know, I want to get to the meat and potatoes. I like the cliff note version of it. Right. Yeah. And so, yeah, I can tell cause you haven't read my book. You'll read the first chapter. <laughs> no, it's just not, I've been super I'm busy. Kidding. Yeah, I'm just yeah, kidding. But me. you know, your book so far, the first chapter is just go, awesome. I'm yeah. just teasing, but yeah. go on, go on. Yeah. So we, so, you know, we, uh, so we started working together and, and, you know, I thought in this day and age, you know, where we are, a lot of the younger generation have not heard of Think and Grow Rich, right? They haven't heard of the book. They haven't even right. heard of Think and Grow Rich. And so, you know, I, I talked to the Napoleon Hill Foundation and suggested that you know, we make a movie out of it. And they granted us the rights to do that. So we made a movie out of Think and Grow Rich it's called Think and Grow Rich, The Legacy. The, a documentary or a actual... It's a docudrama. A docudrama, yeah, okay. Yeah, so we reenacted the whole Henry Ford story, the Thomas Edison story. Wow. You know, and, and so some great scenes in there. Wow. So you, were so, th- so you were that moved and then you eventually ended up writing sort of an was it, would it be an updated version or just a modernized take yeah it's it's a, it's an updated version with today's people because you know it's kind of sad that we go to the younger generation today and you're like hey do you know who the rockefellers are you know do you know who uh, thomas edison is or henry ford like i asked a kid a couple weeks ago i was like hey you ever heard do you know a guy named henry ford in the back you know in the early 19 goes was he a president right and i'm like no 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 he was the founder of ford motor company right, right. Uh, you know a guy named andrew carnegie and he goes yeah, did he did he uh, invent like the the uh, like I don't know? Did he? He's an inventor, right? And I'm like, no, he's the big steel mogul, right? And they're like, oh no, I don't, I don't really know those people. But if I go to him and say, do you know a guy named Steve Aoki, right? They're like, oh my god, I know Steve, you know. And so Steve's in my book, you know. And so it's kind of cool because it's amazing how many people today have never read the book. But they 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 actually applied the principles of thinking grow rich in their own personal life. Well, that's what I want to talk about. Yeah, because and fun fact about Steve Aoki, I didn't realize that his father was the um, owner and and and, and original uh, the, well the person who created Benihana. Yeah, exactly. Which was a, created a, a phenomenon with the Teppan Grill. Exactly. Yeah, so yeah. it still thrived to this day. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Benihana's. I love it there. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Seriously. So okay. Uh, People all, listen, who doesn't want financial stability and who doesn't always want to improve their life right. uh, economically? And you feel that um, th- this book really has the essential principles that no matter what your passion is and no matter what you want to get into, um, you it could help you uh, economically at the least, right? But Absolutely. also benefit in these other aspects of your life. So yes. what, what, what do they have? Are they Do they have like you, certain principles? Is it a certain guideline? Yeah, so there's 13. Because I haven't read it yet. So, yeah, what so, is, so, there, so there's 13 principles, right? 13 principles. Okay. 13 principles. Take me through them in a and, cliff note version. Yeah, so basically <laughs> the, the cliff note version is- What's know, number one? Uh, it's it's burning desire, and is it in order of importance one through thirteen? Well, he says not really, but I mean the not start, necessarily. Yeah, okay. but the start. But he does say that the starting point of all achievement is to have a burning desire, right? That hunger where you really want something that bad, where you're thinking about it all the time, 
and what you think about. And this is an important lesson, too, because everything begins with what's going on in between those ears, right? You know, the six inches of your ears is what do you think about every day, right? Because whatever you think about will affect the way we feel, right? And then the way we feel will affect the way we act. And then the way we act will determine the results, Right. So if you're thinking about pissed off and you're being revengeful and that's kind of stuff, what do you, it affects your feelings to be very angry. Right. And then what do you do? You carry out that anger and you beat somebody up. Right. And then you do your action. And then what's the result? What would what, what, you get out of it? Hopefully you didn't get any joy out of that. And there was no purpose in that. Right. So think of it the other way. What do you think about every day? I always tell people, do you ever think about what you think about? Right. Because if you think you're right, <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah, because, it, it, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's like you got to think about every single day what it is that you want. Yeah. What's consuming my mind? What's exactly. consuming my time? You know? OK, well, that makes a lot of sense. And then, and then whatever you think about have to be congruent with what you do, your actions. Right. right? And then the word act in itself is an acronym. Right. To act. Because everybody always says, well, you know, like when I made the movie, you know, I mean, people said, well, I, I was thinking about doing the movie. Well, then why didn't you do it? Right. You know what I mean? Like, you know, people always say there's a lot of people that think about a lot of stuff, but actually there's, there's doing no, it. Yeah, there's no action. You know what right. I mean? Oh, I was going to. Well, why didn't you? I was going to ask that girl out to the prom. Well, why didn't you? And some other guy did. Right. So if you don't move and you're always thinking about it and you procrastinate, it's not going to serve you. Right. And so I tell people act ACT means what? Take appropriate action. Right. So, okay, I want to, man, I want to look yoked. Right. I want to be ripped. But they're at the Cheesecake Factory. Nothing, you know, wrong with that. But if you're eating burgers and pizza all the time, are you with me on that? Yeah, you're and not. Ch- yeah, and and your chocolate. Not, su- not supporting and, your, uh, <laughs> what you're, what you're, what you're, you're thinking, thinking about, yeah. right? It's not congruent, right? So, number one is uh, be appropriate. I mean, if you want to get fit, man, you better what? You better eat the right food. You got to get in the gym. You got to drink a lot of water. You got to rest your bodies, your muscles, and whatever. Those, that is the recipe. If you want to look like that muscle fitness guy on a front cover of a magazine, of some sort well then guess what there is a recipe to look that way right but do you have the discipline to do that so a is what so a is appropriate c stands for consistency right are you consistent with what you want to do that's good that's key in right life. yeah so a lot of people they do it a little bit you know they want to be a martial artist right they see some martial art movie and they say oh, i want to be like that martial art i want to do that spinning hook kick and they can't do it and they go try it for 30 days like oh I, this wasn't meant to be i'm just you know i don't have the body of what yeah, bruce excuses, lee or whatever excuses, yeah but yeah. man you know and people have all the excuses they have these airtight alibis right. well with consistency justify. yeah um requires discipline absolutely right okay right? so that's so what's what's t and t stands for tenacious your tenacity Right. And being, you know, persevering on all those things that you're supposed to, despite what other people tell you, you know, don't do this. You know, you know, you know how many people somebody wants to become a musician or an actor and everybody wants to rein in on their parade or get a real job. Don't do this. Stay in focus. Keeping those blinders on. Exactly. Right. I mean, if you really want it, do it. Got it. Okay, that's a solid principle. Second one. So the second one is faith. Right. Hmm. Knowing, you know, you know, your faith. Is, is that uh, spiritual is, necessarily? Not just spiritual, right? But faith in like, you know, it's going to happen, right? Knowing that it's like, there's, you already see the end, right? Result and just knowing it's going to happen for you. So right? it's like believing in yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. You know, you don't need to be validated. You know, that's the thing. A lot of people today, you know, they need validation, 
right? They need approval. So they go post something on social media and they're looking to see how many likes they got, how many what shares or comments, and they're looking for validation, right? And so people need to learn how to make, and one of the other principles in the book is making a decision, right? You know, if you, if you don't know how to make a decision, you're, you're asking for everybody else's opinions, Right. Right. And you're like, what do you think? What do you think? Should I? What are your thoughts? You need to stop looking for everybody else's approval and validation and know that you should be validated by your own. What? How do you how do you approach making a decision? So here's the thing. Like, that's a great question. You know, I mean, you got to make a decision because the word D. Right. Or decide the word D means what to do. The word side means to die, right? And that's why we got suicide, homicide, pesticide, right? No, so I you never take thought those, about that. Right. <laughs> you know, you take those yeah. two words, make the decision. You either do it or you don't. Ah. Okay. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, and the thing is, at the end of the day, you know, people say, oh, yeah, I think a lot. I want this. But I mean, but how big are you thinking? In other words, how big are your dreams? Right. right? I mean, you know, you, you know, people, they don't dream big enough. Isn't it amazing when you approach a young child at five, six years old, they're dreamers, right? I mean, they go, man, he go up to little Johnny, like, Johnny, when you, when you grow up, what do you want to be? You know what Johnny says? He goes, I want to be an astronaut. I'm going to be an NBA basketball player, right? I'm going to be a, what? An Olympic gold medalist. I'm going to be, and you're like, and, and, and these children dream. And then what do the parents do? The parents come in and says, no, 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 no. I want you to go to college. I want you to get a degree. Right. And, and they start to what? Steal their dreams. Right. And, and that's, you know, Dr. Martin Luther King said that most people die. Right. Right. The most people die at the age of 21. We just don't bury them until they're 85. Mm. Right. Because by the time we hit 21 years of age, we've had all these people influence the way we think. And we go back to the word about what? How do we think? What do we put into our mind? What are you watching on TV? You know, if you're watching news all the time and you're watching, you know, you're reading stuff and you're on and it's just you're constantly putting negative things into your head. Well, guess what? You think that there's no hope. Right. But if you're looking at the other things, right, of all the positive things that are going in life. Right. And all, all the fruit, all these different fruits will begin to manifest themselves, you know, in time. You got to give it time. I, I listen. I'm all about eternal optimism and being positive. But at the same time, I think you got to be honest with yourself too, right? And if I wanted to be an NBA player, I know I'm not 6'10", or, or I can't post it up. That is true. So there's certain things, I think, isn't there a fine line though where you need to be sort of practical and realistic at the same time mm-hmm. and and just be honest with yourself about that and then still keep that tenacious approach? Yeah. So you have to be realistic, right? Right. I mean, yeah, like I'm probably not with my body, not going to become a linebacker. Right. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm only what five, seven, five, eight, right. We 170 pounds. So me becoming a linebacker is probably not going to happen. You know what I mean? But odds are tough. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Me becoming an NBA basketball player is not going to happen. Right. But if, but if you have those, you know, genes to do it why not you know I mean, right no you exactly know. Yeah. no exactly okay so i'm with you so far on these principles now number three so number three is you know it's called auto suggestion right so which means your self-talk you know do you ever have your your conversations with yourself right um and and i do i mean i you know I, I actually like driving you know it's like one of my best times to actually meditate believe it or not because yeah. i have these conversations with myself i kind of do too to tell you the truth i yeah. kind of in my mind and i'm not talking out loud right exactly answering myself exactly but yeah, I'm kinda, exactly. yeah i wander in thoughts sometimes and just kind of meditate on stuff that's yeah. a good time, especially here in la because there's so much traffic right <laughs> right you know i mean i, I don't I, I like it you know what i mean yeah and so 
So that's three. And, you know, um, I mean, we can go through all 13 principles. Yeah, I want to touch upon them lightly. I mean, ultimately, I, I, I you think you get, obviously, the most from, from reading the book. But I just want to give them a little, like, sort of tease. So it is important to kind of keep yourself in check. And I think always have that constant dialogue uh, going on because mm-hmm. it compliment it'll help you make that decision better right. help you recognize what your passions are okay mm-hmm. good yeah. all right four and the thing is I tell people all the time even though if you know what they are you know people know what it is you still have to learn how to apply them into your life yeah right because people know okay they go all right I know how to lose weight and I know I mean I know what I got to do I know I got to exercise I know I got to eat the right yeah. food but it's so important to have a coach to help you along the way, right? I mean, I have a coach who comes over to my house, right? Because I'm trying to get fit right now. You know, I want to look like Mario Lopez, right? Because <laughs> I've seen you. So you have a trainer. I have a trainer, yeah. Right. So a trainer comes over, you know, and he, he puts the first thing, I come down the stairway and he's waiting there with a scale, right? And what's he measuring? He's looking at my body, my water and all that kind of stuff. And right. So we, we call that, you have to inspect what you expect, Right. So if you constantly have somebody inspecting what you expect, there's there's some sort of accountability there. Right. So it's important to go and find a coach who's going to, you know. So this is a coach for your life. Absolutely. Kind of like having a coach for your life. Yeah. Okay. I'm with I'm with it. I'm with it. Okay. Where do we leave off? Number four. So uh, number four is um, uh, is uh, is specialized knowledge. Right. So having, you know, um, you know, the right knowledge, you know, so people like today say, should I go to college or should I not? Right. Well, it depends on what you want to do. I mean, if you want to become a heart surgeon, where do you want to go? Yeah. Well, you need to go. Yeah. You're not going to go on YouTube university (laughs) and learn how to become a a heart surgeon. Right. Right. So, yeah, I mean, so it's important to know. So there's two different kinds of knowledge. One's called general knowledge. The other one's specialized knowledge. Well, since you, since you mentioned college, what, what are your thoughts on, I mean, there's a college admission scandal happening at the moment and you see what parents will do to, try to uh, obviously cheat and and take shortcuts into getting their kids into certain universities. But you also see thousands, if not millions of kids in debt and basically paying off that debt for years to come in their life. Is it, does it hold as much weight as it used to? Do you still feel it's a necessity to being successful? Is that a tough question since you've got kids? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know what? I mean, so here's the thing. It is, especially because Arlene and I both went to college, right? right. I mean, we went we, to law school. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, we yeah, got you're... our doctorates and we got our masters and right. all that. And so coming from that type of, you know, programming, say you got to go to college, right? Right. My oldest son, actually, when he graduated from high school, you know, it's interesting because he actually um, called up my office and he put into my, my calendar uh, a, an official appointment. Like he wanted to meet me and I, and I walked up to my assistant. And I, was I like, like that. What? Yeah. And I was like, wait a second. So do you, is this somebody whose name is just like my son's or is this my son, Matt, you know? And they're yeah. like, no, it's your son. I was like, so he made an official meeting. He wants, and I'm like, yeah. he wants, he wants it. He wants to talk like, business. Yeah. yeah. I was like, wow. All right. So we, you know, we go to a restaurant, we sit in, he's all dressed up in business attire. And he says, um, dad, he says, listen, he goes, I, I, I just wanted to see if I, if you can give me 15 minutes to speak freely and then at the end of that 15 minutes, you can you can talk all you want. Right. And, and, and I just want, you know, to to tell you where I am in my life. And I said, OK, great. And he says, so first of all, I've decided I don't want to go to college. 
Oh, he hit you with that. Oh, yeah. I go, <laughs> okay. what? And he goes, Dad, seriously, you said you're going to give me 15 minutes. I'm like, uh, yeah, all right. Let's, oh, I got to hear this. Okay. And he says to me, he goes, Dad, he goes, now let's talk about why you'd want me to go to college. Because if I go to college, you're going to say, well, it's going to be a great experience. Well, what kind of experience? You know, the party life, you know what I mean? The, the, the social life, you know what I mean? Some of these people. And I was like, or the fact that I'm going to go in and, and I'll have more what? Confidence. And he goes, if that's true, I've met a lot of people who have gone to college and they don't have that kind of confidence. Right. I'm going to, you know what I mean? And they said, uh, you know, there's a lot of people, if I go to college, they become smarter and they might be very, you know, they might be intellectual, but a lot of these people lack common sense. Right. So, I mean, and you just had like a list of like 30 different things of why, you know, it wouldn't be warrant him to go to college. It would right? warrant, yeah, yeah. And, you're, and you're listening. Yeah, I'm listening. And I'm <laughs> like, all right, buddy. And I said, uh, so he goes, and he goes, at the end of the day, he goes, you know, you're always on stage and you're talking about how you have to go and find yourself a mentor. And I see how you're all, you're always mentoring all these people They come over to the house, you're mentoring them, you're coaching them, and they're all making six, seven in, in, uh, figure incomes. He's like, I was wondering if you could, if you could just mentor me. It's a pretty, that's a pretty tough, uh, I mean, it's a pretty good sell. Right. It wasn't. <laughs> yeah. Okay, right. So what did you say? <laughs> so I was like, uh, and he goes, I mean, cause what, what better mentor than my own father to be my own mentor? Right. Oh, he hit you with the, he, that, Ooh, I like this kid. Yeah. I'll right. Hire him. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> he hit you, try to get you on the soft spot right there. <laughs> <laughs> and I was kind of like, but you know what, what a great compliment too, right. To have, right. A, to, you know, to have your own, um, child look at you and say hey you know i want you to be my mentor yeah. right? and how did you respond or do you think it's a very clever way to get out of school yeah i mean at first i had to take a moment <laughs> from not like crying like a little baby you know yeah, what i mean because yeah. it was an emotional moment I there bet. you know and then i kind of looked at him i said hey buddy i said you know whatever you do i'll support you i'll mentor you i'll coach you 150 percent and and, I, and, I, and he said thanks dad and he goes so I'm, i won't be going to college <laughs> I'm gonna be working under you. And I was like, "How did Mom feel about that?" And I said, "Oh, that's a, that's the crazy thing." And I said, "All right." And I said, "But I think you have one. Po- We're well, gonna have one obstacle, buddy." And he says, "What is it?" And I said, uh, "You're gonna have to overcome this with your mother." And he goes, exactly. And he goes, that's why I wanted to see if you can be at the meeting when I talk to mom. <laughs> I like this kid. I like this kid. <laughs> he, goes, he goes, man, he goes, the two of us, I think we can close mom. And I was like, <laughs> so I was like, uh, I think this one you're on your own. Okay. I want to keep my marriage nice and happy. And I really don't want to get in between all that kind of stuff. Did mom eventually uh, succumb? Yeah. I mean, well, so he did the same thing. So he picked the same restaurant, the same booth, he right. wore the same suit and he got in there and Arlene showed up. Up and he said, mom, I need 15 minutes. And he did the whole thing. And she said, okay. And he says, mom, I'm not going to college. And she laid in on him. He, he didn't get 15 seconds. Are you with me on that? Like, yeah, she said, you're going <laughs> right. to college, buddy. And that's it. I yeah. don't give a do, 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 do. You know what right. I mean? And of course she didn't say those kind of things. You know, she's just a classy lady. And so, but so they had to compromise. So he ended up taking some general ed classes at a u- local university. Okay. You know, and he <laughs> so there was a compromise. Okay, yeah, it was okay. a compromise. So he's taking a few <laughs> units, you know what I mean? Right, right. But you know, I mean, here's a kid who's making a multiple six figure income right now. And uh, he's like saying, he goes, dad, he goes, why do I need to go to college? I make more money than the professor does. I'm like, well, it's not just about the money, right? It's about, you know, are you challenging this, right? Your mind, you know, are you in the right environment? Yeah. You know, they say that if you're the smartest guy in the room, you're in the wrong room, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, if you're the wealthiest guy in the room, 
again, you're in the wrong room. You know, you want to go and seek out people who are going to challenge you and, right. and make you think different. And this is one of the things that Napoleon Hill talks about is creating a mastermind. Right. right. So I certainly I'm always growing. I'm not where I'm at right now. And I know you're not where you're at. Right. I mean, you know, Mario's always trying to get better. Right. So a lot of people right now are bitter. Right. And they'd love to play the game, blame game. But uh, don't be bitter. Just get better. Yes. That's what I tell people. You know what I mean? I like. That. And so absolutely. There's no question about that. OK, we, we left off. Thank you for sharing that. We left off at number five. Yeah, I believe. So what's number uh, what's so, number six? So five was imagination. Correct. Right. And then uh, six is organized planning. Right. And, and just when you talk about imagination, going back to that. Right. Well, I mean, look at somebody who had one of the most unbelievable imaginations. Right. Which is Walt Disney. I mean, who would have ever thought that when he was going to create this theme park, everybody thought he was a nutcase. Right. Everybody thought he had lost his marbles. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and and he did it. And look at today. It's the happiest place on this planet, they say. Right. Yeah, the I most mean, expensive place. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, you're buying a six dollar pickle right, and exactly. you're still happy. You're like, yeah, <laughs> exactly. I got a six dollar pickle he's for genius. six bucks. Right. Yeah, exactly. exactly. You know, Yeah, but I know I get it. I yeah. Get it. But, yeah. you know, it's imagination, you know, the things that he's done and look at the movies that, you know, Walt Disney's produced and all that. I mean, it just makes you think differently, you know. So flexing those creative muscles. Absolutely. You know, and then the next one is um, is planning, you know, that's pe- seven. Uh, that's the next one. Yeah. So six. Right. Oh, so, pardon, pardon, pardon me. Oh, pardon me. Yeah. So six is like having that organized plan, knowing how you're. And so people, I always say people don't plan to fail. Right. But they fail to plan. Right. So people are like, OK, so, John, I got this idea. I want to do it. All right. Show me what your plan. Show me your business plan. How are you going to get this done? Well, it's just an idea. Like I, it was up here and I'm like, yeah, but how are you going to go and execute this thing? You know right. what I mean? So there's got to be a plan behind it. And he talks about that in the book and how you get organized planning going on. See, I've always been a big uh, believer in writing stuff down, yeah. visually putting it up and trying to, I need a visual to want to achieve um, certain goals or, or, uh, benchmarks right right to, to and so and i've had i don't know if that just subconsciously that helps me but it just it it um it motivates me right to have that visual sort of uh plan so right. yeah no i get it. okay right so then he goes on and he talks about and we talk number seven is decision so we talked about decide right okay. do or die right uh number eight is persistence and that's something we all know right staying on it consistency, consistency we talked about that right uh number nine was the master of the uh um is the power of the mastermind you know, getting all the right people around you. So, you know, you know, that's tough for a lot of people because sometimes you're a product of your environment or you grew up in a certain neighborhood or you got some lazy friends that just want to either they want to hang out and get high or they or they're just into up to no good or they're mm-hmm. in trouble or, or maybe they're just not as ambitious. Right. Mm-hmm. So you get conflicted about kind of leaving guys you grew up with. But it really as as I've grown older, my circle has gotten a little bit smaller and it's just it's like you don't I just I don't know something clicked where it's like I don't have time for this. Either right. You're with me or or you're not. Right. <laughs> Peace out. Yeah. After all. But those are hard decisions that you do have to that you do have to make because That's right. Yeah. Just like uh, uh that old adage goes where one stone sharpens another, one man has to sharpen another. That's right. And you got to keep moving forward, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. it really is about the company you keep. Yeah, it is, you know. And and then, of course, you know, some people may not be creative, right? And some people may not have the technical understanding. So you want to, so like, for instance, you know, I don't, I have a team of people around me and I'm, I, I've got the creative the creativity, but I don't have somebody who can go and do all the editing on my videos, right? So that's just not my forte. So sure. I'll hire somebody to do that. 
right? Um, I hire somebody else to to do all the marketing because that may not be my forte. You know what I mean? So you create people that your weaknesses, you know, so yeah. that you balance yourself out. Well, like you said, you don't want to be the smartest guy in the room. So it's always, I imagine, better to have smarter people than you around you. Yeah, absolutely. Right. <laughs> you look yeah, good, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you got to keep your ego um, in check for that because a lot of people don't have, but I'm all about it. Yeah. Uh, number 10 is probably the most controversial one. Okay. Right. And he calls it the mystery of sex transmutation, right? Wait, what the hell does that mean? <laughs> sex transmutation. That sounds sounds naughty and confusing all at the same time. So yeah, how would I, you define that? Well, basically what he talks about, and later on in, in Napoleon Hill's works, he got very meta science, you know? He started getting into the whole science of, of why the way we're all wired, right? And so, so in other words, he talks about like if you, if you take a bull, right? A bull is a bull. But if you castrate that bull, okay, he's no that longer a bull. Is over. It becomes yeah. It becomes as docile of a cow, docile as a cow. Right. Right. And so what he's talking about is that sex what drive that people have that's in us, right? Yeah. That that if you take that same amount of energy and channel it into right the things that you want to accomplish, right? right? And so he talks about the energy. He's talking about that inner energy inside you. Right. So wow. it's a very profound chapter, very controversial. You know, it's probably the most controversial chapter of the book. You well, know? well, when that sort of energy is really flowing mm-hmm. is when you're young, obviously. The <laughs> that's testosterone right. levels are high for that's men. That's right. And uh, that's when you get sort of blinded. Exactly. <laughs> and easily distracted. At least right. I did. So, but if, if you're, and going back to the principles, disciplined enough to stay focused and do that and be able to channel all that. So it's a tall task, but you got to keep yourself in check. And right. I think if you have certain people to help keep you in check and over the same mindset, mm-hmm. then yeah, you can, uh, you can, uh, uh, work towards achieving whatever it is you want. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. And then he goes on and he talks about the subconscious mind, right? Okay. And what we think about on the inside, right? And the subconscious mind doesn't know the difference between real and fake. It's just, it's, it's in there, but it's about programming. Right. And what happens is it becomes inst- inst- it becomes like an instinct, yeah. Right. And so this is why when you're doing martial arts, okay, and you like people, you know, like when I when I did martial arts for 25 years, right? So I competed at start I started at 5 years of age. I competed, uh, you know, and and and, oh, and I don't what, know what form. So we did three at our uh, school, we did taekwondo, right? Okay. Judo and hapkido. Oh, nice. Right? So that you kind of know how to defend yourself in all yeah. different scenarios, right? If it's right. a distance or if you're if close or if you're on the ground sure, or whatever right. it is. And so uh, I started competing and, uh, and, the, and, you know, it's interesting because when I competed at our school, it took us seven years to get a black belt, right? And there's no if, what's, or buts. Like, I mean, they tell you straight up right. to become a black belt. It's seven years, right? And there's a takeaway from this because when people started coming to our school, they didn't have the patience, right? right? And they want to get that black belt instantaneously. And then a school opens up down the street and they said, black belts are two years. Okay, great. Oh, that's, so, that's so now, so here's a guy, we go to a tournament and here's a guy who goes into a black belt division, right? Who's only had two years of training, yeah. right? Two hours a day, right? Three times a week. And at our school, you had to go five days a week, right? Minimum six days, but it took seven years to get there. Yeah. So now imagine the two of us getting sure, into a ring. is exactly. Are, exactly. are going to be huge. Wow. That's even, uh, you know, for jujitsu, it's 10 years to there get a black drop, which is, yes, yeah, so really, you really are paying your dues. You, you are, you know, yeah. and then when you come out, that's why you don't, you know, yeah. you're good at what you do, right? Right, right. But these people would show up, students, young people, and they want to be able to do one of those spinning hook kicks or whatever you want to call them. And, uh, as they're doing it, they're realizing how, how hard it is. It's, 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 
it's it's like how come we're doing the same thing over and over and over every day it's the same you know basic punches and the same blocking and it's always the basics over and over and over and finally it's because it becomes instinctual right so you don't have to think about it if i see a, a punch coming my i've done it so many times that even whether I'm doing it consciously or unconsciously, my arm just goes up and it does the block. It's reactionary. Exactly, yes. right? It becomes instinct. And so this is why it's so important that subconscious mind has to get programmed. Right. Right? And so I tell people that we're wired for success, but we're programmed to fail. Mm. Right? Because you're created by, you know, whoever your, whoever your creator is, right? I don't right. want to preach here, but, you know, I, I know who my creator is, okay? And I know that I'm a, a piece, right? Because I tell everybody, you're, you, the fact, you're a miracle child. Every person who's born is a miracle in self. They say that for every person who's born, the chances of you becoming born is 1.5 trillion to one, right? So you're a miracle baby, right? And so I say you're a masterpiece. You are absolutely a masterpiece because you're a piece of the master, Right. So why would you ever doubt yourself? Right. And so I know that as long as I sit there, right. And I said, this is why we're wired for success, but programmed to fail. Why are we programmed to fail? Because who do we listen to? Right. We listen to people who are broke typically, you know, <laughs> I mean, I say, be careful who you take constructive criticism from. Right. Because those people usually have never done anything with their life. Those right. Are usually people giving out most of the advice or that you're your broke ass friends. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> your friends right? are not there. Yeah. You're right. Those are usually the ones that are, yeah. are giving a yeah. so-called quote advice. Yeah. Or trying you know to I mean? take care of you. Right. Or look it out. Mm hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So we got the subconscious. We had to program that. Okay. And then uh, uh, the next one is the brain. Use the brain, right? And he talks about how the brain works, you know, and there's a whole that the, the brain because the study of the brain is just such a miraculous thing. You know, one of the things that uh, Steve and I were talking about, Steve Aoki, and I said, you know, what is one is one of the charities that that we really want to go and support? You know, what cause? And everybody's got a cause and there's a reason for it, right? Because they've personally experienced it themselves or they know someone close to them is going through that. But people say, John, what is it? What is it that you fear, John? Do you have any kind of fear? And I say, usually I don't have any fear, you know, and there's a different acronym for fear, right? Because what does it stand for? You know, um, Tony Robbins calls it false evidence that appears real, right? I, my acronym for fear is feeling excited and ready, right? I don't have any fear, you know what I mean? I don't let fear control me. I, I control whatever is going to, you know, change me. But I do have concerns, you know, things that concern me. And my, my biggest concern is, is the brain is, you know, is losing my memory, you know what I mean? Because that would be my biggest, you know, concern is that I won't remember my own children or I won't remember later in life my experiences that I had this journey in life with my wife. Right. Uh, I want to I I die with all those experiences and memories, you know, and the thought that somebody can have Alzheimer's, you know, what, I mean? what causes Alzheimer's? What causes dementia? Because that that is something that I want to find the cure for. Right. And so uh, Napoleon Hill does a, does a lot of research in his book and talks about the brain and how it works and how most of us are not even using one percent of one percent of one percent of one percent of our brain, you know, because it's a very powerful thing. Yeah. You, know? you, hear, you hear that a lot. That's interesting. I'm sure that's a, the deep read. Did we did we leave off a principle? Uh, yeah. No. The final the final one is the sixth sense. Right. Which mm. is that gut. You know, and some people call it the universe. Some people call it energy. I mean, whatever it is, you know, the infinite intelligence, that soul, whatever it is. For me, it's just it's my gut. You know what I mean? Like, I, I trust my gut all the time. You know, something tells me there's something wrong with that guy. I've always found 100 percent of the time there's something wrong with that guy. So intuition. Yeah, absolutely. Intuition is powerful. Huh. Go with your gut. So 
Thank you, by the way. We obviously lightly touched upon all the principles just to, just to hear them. And, and uh, we all, in your book, uh, we, we re- I know you really go into details, but I'm always about, I always like having in life a certain infrastructure, whatever it is, writing stuff down, putting it out there mm-hmm. and having certain go-to and have, have, something to reference, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it's spirituality, I mean, I happen to be a spiritual guy, so I like having something to go back and determine right from wrong mm-hmm. and decide of what to do. And all these people that back in the day, this reporter spoke to and over this long period of time, uh, essentially all these um, successful men, are they saying like they, they essentially all adopted these principles to a certain yes, way, right? All of that, them. That was the common thread. That was, a, that was a common denominator of all of these individuals. You know, and and it's crazy because if I look at t- people today and I'll say and I'm, as I'm interviewing them for, you know, different things and I'll say, what do you attribute your success to? You know, and it could be different things, whether they're an Olympic gold medalist. Right. Or they're a, they're a competitive fighter or a business person or someone, whatever it is. I say, have you read Thinking Grow Rich? I'm like, oh, no, I haven't. Right. And I say, great. So what is it? Isn't it crazy that they still will say it's one or more of those 13 ingredients? Right. They just happen to be doing it without even knowing it. Got exactly. It. And so it's spelled out to you. You mentioned Tony Robbins a little earlier. Too. Yes. How, I don't know if you've ever been to any of his seminars. Yes. You have. Yeah. How is, how, I haven't. Mm-hmm. So how is his approach different or does he, does he incorporate a lot of the same principles? Oh, no question about it. Really? Yeah. In fact, if you look at all the speakers today, whether it's a, the John Maxwell's or the Tony Robbins or any other motivational speaker, there was a movie that came out two years ago called The Secret. And everybody was like, what's the secret? Right, right, you know right. what I mean? Like, what is it? And Yeah, putting out your manifest. Exactly, yeah, like, right? Yeah, the yeah. law of attraction yeah, yeah, and yeah. all that kind of I stuff. I love all right? that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I'm always it, fascinated and I love all that stuff. All that <laughs> That stuff comes right from that book, They're, Thinking Grow Rich. Yeah, they're all every, sort of in the same, yeah, mm-hmm, in, that, every, in that same space, in mm-hmm. that same world. So is it really like just kind of hearing it a certain way that makes it click for some people? Yes. That's what it is, right? Yes. At the end of the day. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like I'm coaching my son. I, I came to this realization re- recently. I grew up um, wrestling mm. and uh, I, I, I did pretty well and it was a state champion, whatever. So Mm -hmm. I'm excited to to kind of have my son take these classes. And when I was growing up, I didn't have my, my old man didn't, he didn't wrestle. He just used to show up at the tournaments and say, that's my boy. Mm -hmm. win. But now when, because I have all this knowledge and I know all the nuances and everything that goes into it, um, I want to help him and I want to coach him, Mm. but he gets mad and he's, he, he, we butt heads a lot because mm-hmm. he doesn't like me telling him anything. And I get so frustrated as a parent. And then something, I heard something the other day and it kind of registered. One of the coaches whose father was a champion wrestler and coached him said, Mario, you're, when you're, your son's going to hear, going to take direction different from you. You hear it different from your father. You take it very personal. Mm. And so it kind of registered and I'm like, okay, I get it. And he mm. goes, yeah. Watch me tell him the same thing mm-hmm. in a little play. And sure enough, he told him the same direction I was doing it like five minutes later and he clicked and he clicked and registers. So sometimes, you know, it, it, I was like, well, I got to pull back. I get it. So even as I'm still growing, right. I'm still learning mm-hmm. as a, as a, and I still want to learn. But in now when you have children too, mm-hmm. it is all about the w- way you're going to communicate and the way you're going to hear something. Like this goes a long way to round to the point I was making. It, right. it is all about how you hear it. Yes. Maybe when you hear it or who you hear it from. Yes. That makes it click. Yes. Or makes it register. Yes. So 
it, I have to pull back. <laughs> my, I have to chill out in that sense. But that's my point. So right. he heard it from somebody else. And, and maybe now, even as an adult, someone hears something from someone else, an individual, or reads a book or whatever, hears you speak on stage, and right. it could register, and it could click, and it could help them mm-hmm. in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. See, that's interesting. Yeah, and, and and I'm in the same boat. Like, I, you know, it's like my, so my kids, like, I'll tell them, okay, you need to do this and you need to do this, you know? And, yeah. uh, and they would tell me like, dad, stop telling me how to do it or what to right. do. Yes. And, and it's crazy. And, and I'm telling them that. Right. And then I, they're coming from a place of love. Right. You like know I, I mean? am. Cause I want to help them. Right. right? You, you want to help them. Exactly. I'm their father. But then, and then and my other friend will come along and say the same thing. And it's like, dad, did you hear what Mikey just said? Yeah. Mikey just said this. And I'm like, my inside voice is saying, I've been telling you that the whole time. And now right. you'll, you, you, you take him, right? But, you know, and what I always tell parents to what to do, the most important thing a parent can do is um, is CPR, your instead of like CPR your kids, because everybody needs to be resuscitated every day, right? Because we get beat up every day, just verbally, just whatever it is, our work, our boss, somebody. Right. So I always tell people just, just EPR, right? people every day you know cpr's where, where you're you know you're giving them mouth to mouth chest compressions you get the electrical thing and right. you zap What's them EPR? right so epr is how you revive people every day right e is to encourage daily hmm. right you got to encourage people every day everybody needs it i need it everybody's sure. like you know who motivates the motivator you know what i mean like yourself no that's nonsense i need somebody to come and say man you know encourage yeah. me and all that kind yeah. of stuff right you look good today john yeah <laughs> <laughs> thanks mario <laughs> so and then p is praise okay right. and then r is recognize right so you have to epr people on a daily basis so one thing i do with my kids we'd is, be a better we'd be the world would be better if we epr'd every every day every day yeah, you can never epr too much yeah. you know what i mean because i epr my kids on a daily basis yeah there's nothing i call my kids the champ you know what i mean you're, you're the champ you're the Ch- champ parents should do that to their kids and by the way why not your coworkers? Absolutely. Why not people you just come across and mm-hmm. yeah, you build each other up and you right. go together. That's cool, man. Yeah. The EPR. Well, there's so much we can obviously talk about and stuff will go down. I like that we touched upon these principles. Um, and I, I think it really is fascinating. I love a story about your son too with uh, with college. Uh, where can people uh, find you or or if they want to hear you speak and, and um, uh, talk about a lot of these principles in length? Oh, that's great. Um, we are actually going on a world tour. I mean, here, you know, it's interesting that I wanted to just get my book out and the book is called How Rich Asians Think. Right. Right. And so I want to get it out to everybody because I not want the, crazy rich Asians, not crazy rich Asians. Okay. You know what I mean, but, but <laughs> Show how, the crazy you yeah. got to parlay that title. <laughs> <laughs> so but how do they think? And so I said, I'm going to go on. I'm going to go on a tour, you know, and talk about my book and, and get people think differently, you know. And then some friends came along and said, I want to go with you and I want to go with you. And next thing I know, there's about 60 different speakers who have called me and said, I want to go on this tour with you. So now we're doing this world tour. We're going to 12 countries. We're doing 50 cities around the globe. Mm. And we're going, uh, we're starting right here at the Anaheim Convention Center on May 3rd and 4th. Right. And, uh, you know, tickets are online at TGRWorldTour.com, you know, TGRWorldTour.com. And, you know, there's uh, if somebody if somebody want look, we have a little tab. If you if you really want to be a volunteer because you can't afford it. Right. Then come and work it. You know what I mean? Like, you know, because you can't afford it. I'm not we're not trying to make money. We're just trying to teach you and guide you. But it does cost money to fly in all these speakers and house them and rent the facilities and all that. So we're trying to just, you know, cover our cause. But if you can't afford it, then come and, you know, click the link or, or, or hit me on Instagram and, 
and uh, DM me, and we'll definitely get you in. You just got to do a little work, you know, work the work it, be a volunteer, help with the security or whatever, yeah. and you get a free ticket. You there know you what I mean? Now, if that's not the case, and you want to come and be in the room because you don't want to work, right? Then you know it's a couple hundred bucks, you know, and so. We just want everybody to show up to blow up, right? That's what it's all about. Show up to blow up. You got to like show that. up to blow up. Show you know up what I mean? blow up. EPR. That's I'm right. I'm walking away with all kinds of stuff. I'm feeling better already. So, well, John, man, thank you for your time. Thanks absolutely. For by, Super. It was a great time. Had a great right. time. Right and, on. And good luck on the tour. Thanks, Mario. Listen to Mario. So don't forget new episodes of Listen to Mario dropping every Friday on Mario.com to catch up on the podcast. And please make sure you follow Listen to Mario on iHeartRadio and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get podcasts. More fun next week. Thank you so much for listening.